Good afternoon, good morning, buongiorno tutti, Jennifer Pasquale from the International Christian Fellowship of Rome, Thursday Connect Online. This is April 23rd, 2020, and uh, we are in the middle of COVID-19 stuff all around the world, and so as you're signing on, um, it's so good to see you and be with you and have these moments together. When you sign on, would you do me a favor? Because it helps if you type in the chat, hey, it's Lisa from Louisiana or it's uh, Helen from uh, Rome, whatever, whoever's watching. Would you just sign on, Audrey? I know you'll be there. And uh, so I want to see you. I want to know that you're there. And when I'm done, I go back and pray over those comments and rejoice that you know, Thursday continues. I love Thursday because in Rome on Thursday, we have Thursday connect and we come in and we sit around a table. So I'm sitting around a table right now, actually anxiously waiting for grandbaby number nine to be born within the next few days with no issues. And so um, I just pray that the Lord would strengthen you today, encourage your heart and um, I feel like the Lord has just been doing a great work in my life. I just want to share that. And today I'm so excited because one of our university students that just really had her life transformed while she was studying in Rome, and then now she's working to come back as a missionary associate helper assistant. Um, Courtney is going to be sharing how she handles life when it's hard and you will be really blessed and encouraged by her testimony last week we had nasha who brought us such a rich word about the timing god's timing in scripture and how we trust god in the waiting um, you know waiting means we have to surrender and we have to yield and so sometimes that's hard and in the beginning maybe it feels like okay i'm happy to yield and hang out in my pjs all day and then after a while you're like Somebody said, hey, I had success. I put earrings on today. So um, I just want you to be encouraged today. And I want you to know that in God's timing, he hasn't forgotten us. He hasn't forgotten one of you. And he has something really amazing for each one of us today. So join me as we just pray. God, during this time of Thursday Connect, we have had such rich study together. I thank you for the women of faith that encourage each other, for the men of faith, the pastors who have encouraged me during this time as a fellow pastor. Lord God, I thank you for them. I thank you for uh, just believers around the world who are staying strong and staying faithful and staying in the word. So Father, right now, we just give this time to you for Thursday Connect. I pray that as we hear Courtney's testimony, that we would remember that even in the waiting, there are things that God is expecting for us. And so Lord, we just commit this time to you. Bless Courtney, help her in her fundraising and in her call as she pursues God's calling on her life. Thank you for blessing Nasha and Anwin last week. And Lord, we just know you're going to do great things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to set this up. Courtney's going to share her testimony. Then I'm going to come back and talk with us for a few minutes about what Jesus wants us to do today. So listen to Courtney and let your heart be encouraged. 
Hey y'all, my name is Courtney and I've been asked to share with you how I've been keeping my faith tank full and how I've been resetting myself for victory when I find myself bummed over this global pandemic crisis situation that we find ourselves in. Um, I'm actually a college senior and I'm graduating next month and I'm super excited, but classes were canceled a couple weeks ago, which is fine. Uh, but the day before that they were canceled, God gave me this real sweet word to not let the enemy steal my joy. And I felt like that was simple and I really didn't know what it meant. Uh, but I, I sure found out the next day. Um, so that's been fun to navigate. But God also gave me this real sweet vision of a little girl playing with a toy. And we're all taught as kids that sharing is caring. Um, and in walked Satan into this room and he was trying to take that toy away from that little girl. And on the toy, it said joy and Jesus and hope and trust and love. Um, and can I just tell y'all, you do not have to share your toy of joy with Satan. You do not have to share your, your joy in Jesus with the enemy. That toy of joy, your joy in Jesus is something that your heavenly father bought for you and he paid the price and that's yours. Um, and that's how I'm getting through this season. I'm clinging to my toy of joy. I'm clinging to my joy in Jesus and I'm not letting the enemy take that from me. And so I hope that you're doing the same. That doesn't mean that I'm looking at this whole coronavirus situation through rose-colored glasses. I am fully aware of what's going on, but I am strategically looking through it through faith glasses. I am strategically looking to God's hope and God's trust and God's love, and I'm standing on that because this current situation that we find ourselves in, it, it isn't the end game. It isn't permanent. Um, what's permanent is God's promises that he's promised us. Um, so what does that look like practically? Um, I'm limiting how much Netflix and Hulu I watch um, because I could so easily sit down and watch two or three seasons of my favorite show. Uh, so I watch two or three episodes and then I turn off the TV and then I turn on a sermon or I read my Bible or I read a book or I journal or I turn on some worship music and I clean my apartment. I, I don't know how much cleaner my apartment can get. Um, I love to clean, so it's not a problem, but yeah, I don't know how much cleaner it can get. Um, I also, and this is a big one, I watch my news intake because the, the news guys, the news will get you. Um, it'll stir up so much anxiety and sadness and worry in you that you didn't even know was there. Um, so I'm very strategic about limiting how much and how, how much of that I watch and how much of that I read. Um, but when I do feel my heart start to quiver, I remind myself, of the verse, um, 1 Corinthians 9.27. And I've read that verse so many times, but I, in this season, it means something so much different. And it says, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave so that I myself might not be disqualified for the prize. Um, and I read that and I was like, okay, God, what are you wanting from me for this season? And I just felt like God was telling me this is a season of training. Training for what? I don't know, because I'm surely not going to run a marathon anytime soon, nor do I plan to ever. But God was telling me that this is a training season. And so I, I'm training up my my spiritual man on the inside and I'm I'm putting scripture and verses to memory um, and I'm rewriting them over and over and over in my journal because repetition is key. Um, I also this is going to sound really dorky, but 
um, I made my own like matching solitaire memory game um, using the verses that God gave Pastor Rick and Pastor Jen for this 2020 year. And so here is my little my little baggie. Um, it's got, you know, this month and the theme on it. And then I've got my cards on the inside. And I just took the verse and I, or verses really, um, and I split them up onto cards and I turned them face over or face down on my table and I flip them over one at a time trying to spell out the verse on my table. Um, and so I'm memorizing God's word and I'm hiding it in my heart. And, um, you know, this month, uh, it's four verses. It's Proverbs three, three through six. And so it's got a lot of words. And so I got a, I got a thick deck here to, to work on and to memorize. Um, but that's okay. And I'm hiding God's word in my heart because I'm going to need this down the road. Um, I'm going to need it during this current time and I'm going to need it 20 years from now when I'm 40, 44. Wow. Um, and so I'm going to need God's word my whole life. And so I might as well take this time where we have so much time on our hands to memorize his word. Um, but, you know, I still get bummed sometimes. Um, and when I get bummed, I, I just I'm I talk to God about it. I, I'm I'm very upfront about it. I tell him, God, I'm bummed. I'm bummed that my college graduation ceremony got canceled. I worked hard for that. I'm bummed that all of my support raising and fundraising opportunities as a missionary have been canceled. Um, how do you, how do you support raise during a global pandemic? I, I don't know. Um, but God knows. But also like God, like what's going on? Like all these people are dying and that breaks my heart. Uh, God, where are you? Like, I just ask him these tough questions. I tell him these tough things because he can handle it. And then he so sweetly just reminds me, um, daughter, I've got this. I love you. There's going to be an end to this. This is all going to end someday. So just hold on. Um, hold on to my promises. Hold on to my word. I've got this. And so I just remind myself that. Um, and I hope that you are doing the same. I hope that you are filling yourself up with, with God's word. I hope that you're not binge watching seasons on seasons on Netflix. Um, I hope you're taking this time for yourself and going on walks, um, and calling loved ones. And I, I just hope that you're using this season as a season of training, um, cause we don't know what's to come, but God does. And so we've got this time now and we might as well use it to fill our hearts with his word. Um, thanks guys. Wow, that was amazing. You know why it's amazing? Because I know just some of Courtney's powerful testimony. And I am thankful that in the body of Christ, in the family of God, he allows us to be real, to be relevant, to live righteous. So those are our things for today, that as we talk about what is waiting and what we do in the waiting, like Courtney said, how we trust the Lord, how we stay in the word, um, how we don't give up, but we press on and we put a smile on and we thank God for the good things he's doing in our life. I want you to be real, to be relevant and to be righteous in your thinking, in your speaking and in your doing. Okay, so. You know, one thing the Lord has been saying to me is oftentimes we say, let's sit back and relax. But I've been, every time I hear somebody say that, I hear the Holy Spirit say to me, lean in. Don't sit back, lean in. And what does that mean? It means to lean in to learn. 
lean in to hear God's word in the waiting. Lean in to hear God's word in the waiting. I'm a doer. I like to get things done. And there's been a lot of intentional pauses that I have been forced to do during these weeks, like many of us. And in those moments, when I really lean in to hear what the Lord is saying, he speaks. He speaks in his word. He speaks through a worship song. He speaks through the scripture that I have memorized in my life. And it comes to, comes to my mind. So as we lean in, the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, say all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. In all your ways, acknowledge him. So if that means I was supposed to go and try to get a document and that couldn't happen, in all my ways, I acknowledge him. If that means I was supposed to knock on three doors and none opened, in all my ways, I acknowledge that he's in charge. Just this morning, I got a message. When I woke up a testimony, someone who is working on um, funds and resources and finances, they had two answers to prayer when they woke up. So we praise God that when we pray, God hears us and we can lean in to be real with God, to be relevant with each other that you know, yes, I like to put on my makeup and my earrings and not let you see jammy, jammies and crazy hair every day. But the relevant is that this isn't easy. It is hard. There are days when I feel weary and there are difficult circumstances that people in my family are going through. And, and it weighs heavy on my heart for each one of my family members that are needing God to do different things in their life. And um, putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness is not a feeling. It is a decision. Putting on joy is a decision. It is not always a feeling. Now, I do believe the feelings follow. And as I begin to whistle while, while I work, I don't really whistle, but sing, uh, the joy comes back. But I lean in to yielding to the Lord's timing. And just like Courtney saying, you know, yeah, there are times when uh, it's a struggle, but then the word of God and the, the richness of his presence, even the practical things, like whether you're gonna watch a movie or do something that makes you laugh, those are important things that we do. Um, we're gonna experience some sunshine here in the next couple days, and I can't wait to just go outside and be in the sunshine because I love doing that. And uh, it's just a practical thing. So don't forget, you know, Jesus slept on a boat. He slept in a garden. He uh, he watched people like crash open a, a ceiling of a church and lower someone down. I mean, Jesus had some real relevant practical adventures in his life, but he maintained a righteous walk with his father. And I want to encourage you today that wherever you are, this this. This quarantine, this stay at home is part of our life right now. And 
we have to make decisions every day about how we're going to be joyful. Angel, I don't know if you and Irene, your mom, are getting to watch, but your YouTube videos and your funny things just make me laugh so fun. My daughter, Erica, just made a funny video at work about what to do when you're bored at work. Um, it's fun to laugh. It's fun to have joy. So maybe you can type in the chat there. What do you do to laugh? I know some of our young adults have been doing like a trivia night or some game stuff. I hope you're laughing with each other. Um, Pastor Rick and I laughed on Wednesday because I was on the wrong ICF page again somehow. We have different platforms and no one was joining us on prayer. And he's like, what is the matter? And then he said, you're on the wrong page. I'm not the tech person, but <laughs> I have to do uh, some things that are beyond my expertise and my training because I want to connect with you. So we got it all fixed up for prayer last night, and we've just already seen God doing some answers to prayer. So I want us to remember, as we wait on the Lord, even in the difficult moments, to be real, to be relevant, and to stay righteous before the Lord. Psalm 55, 18, Psalm 55, 18 says this. He rescues me unharmed from the battle waged against me, though many oppose me. You know, there are many things that oppose the success of our life. Sometimes um, those that work in different places, there's a lot of uh, political going on in the workplace and it feels like people oppose you. You don't have the favor of your boss or you don't have the favor in your family, perhaps. And But the Bible is God's promise. And so if I look at Psalm 55, 18, thank you for typing it in, Psalm 55, 18. And I know that he, he capital H-E, meaning God, not my boss, not my employer, not my family member, he rescues me unharmed. Say unharmed. You know, he took the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and walked with them in the fire and brought them out. And they didn't even smell like smoke. You couldn't even tell they had been in there. However, their story of how they acted in the fire has gone on for generations. So I want you to think about that. You may come out of this COVID-19 unharmed. I am believing for you to come out stronger than you've ever been before. But I want the story of how we handled it in the middle of the fire to go on for generations to come. I want the story to be that I was real, that I was relevant, but I was righteous in my trust in the Lord. I did not give up. I will not give up. I will not give up my joy. I surrender to God my own wishes because I have to be in his time frame, but I will not give up what God has for me. I have to just plug in my computer a minute so I don't lose battery here. Psalm 55, 18. Okay, sorry, my computer came with that. 55, 18, Psalm 55, 18, NIV. He rescues me unharmed from the battle waged against me though many oppose me. And I want you to remember the many oftentimes looks like a person, but it's really the enemy of your soul, right? The enemy of our soul wants us to be defeated, discouraged, weary, depressed, 
That is not what God wants for me as his child. And so I put my trust in the Lord. I put my, my hope in the word of God. That is what strengthens me. I also want us to look at Isaiah, Isaiah 26, 3 says, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. You see, if you don't trust in Jesus Christ, it's hard to have your mind resting on him. Um, it's funny, you know, some people have those uh, remote vacuum cleaner things that they rotate around the floor and they clean the floor automatically, remotely. I wish I had one of those things. And then when it's done, it goes back to its home. It knows where to go back to. Well, when I have my mind stayed on Jesus Christ, when I've been out wandering and worrying and thinking and doing, when it when it's time to get recentered, my mind goes back to that thing that feels like home. What is that thing to you and me? It has to be the word of God, the Bible, the words of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if I trust in him, if I trust in him, if I trust in Jesus Christ, and my mind is based on him, he will keep me in perfect peace. It doesn't mean that peace might not be the battle that's being waged. You know, uh, my daughters and I have figured out how to play Risk. It's a game, but we do it online. So that one's in one city, one's in another city, one's in another city. And, and we battle for, you know, all these territories on the global map. That's this game. Uh, and, we have fun, but we also can make little comments to one another. And it's just been a way of having laughter and having fun. But it's a reminder that I'm not alone. I don't need to conquer all these territories. That's God's job. And when we look at the global picture, we have to break it down. We have a saying, touching one, touching Italy, reaching nations. And why is that? Because we are the International Christian Fellowship of Rome. We believe that it is our job to tell the nations. It's been amazing at how many hundreds of thousands of people have heard the gospel message. I bet we're not just us at ICF Rome, but for all of our friends and colleagues that we know that are doing online ministry, I, I believe the world is hearing about Jesus Christ. Friends in remote villages in India and Africa are sending me a message. Thank you for the video. Thank you for um, the, the Thursday Connect. Thank you for a teaching on heaven. So I want you to remember to keep your mind on Jesus so that you realize that you are having the opportunity. It might look different. Like right now, we're not touching each other. I wish I was kissing your cheek and giving you sharing a biscuit with you or a cappuccino with you because I love to, to give the love of Jesus. But I want you to know that he is the one when everything else is done and you center it back to where you, where do you land? I want you to land on the word of God. I want you to land on the word of God. There's nothing more important than the word of God. The power of God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit is so real and so relevant for our lives and I am so thankful for his power. And so we lean in to what Jesus is saying to us. 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, not parts of your heart. You know, I've been thinking about this time where we're set apart and it really is like we're fasting. We're fasting friendship, you know, physical friendship. We're fasting physical corporate worship. We're we're, we've just brought it all back down to just me and Jesus in a computer, <laughs> but we're still connected. That's what the supernatural does. And is it possible? And I believe it is because the Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And that if I lean into him and submit all my ways to him, he makes my path straight. Even when it starts to feel crooked and crazy. He makes my path straight when it starts to feel crooked and crazy. Um, so I want to encourage you that the Lord is with you. He wants you to be real with him. But that means that also he wants you then to be relevant with the message of hope. Jesus has redeemed my life. Jesus has redeemed my mind. Jesus has redeemed my health. Jesus has redeemed my family. Jesus has redeemed my husband's health. And I am my children's health, my grandchildren's health. Many of you have been praying for my family. And I thank you for that. Keep praying. Baby, baby Lincoln is on the way. And he will be here within a couple days. She's not in labor. We don't want her to go into labor. That's not what the doctors want for her. But we are praying for an easy delivery. The smoothest one of all. She's had complications in the past and we are praying for a smooth delivery. But when we pray, God hears our prayers. We said last night on Wednesday, we want you to know our leader of the Assemblies of God missionaries, Greg Mundus, who's been on a ventilator and sedated for over 40 days or almost 40 days, I think it is. Um, he is awake. He's off sedation at least 12 hours a day, maybe more now. He said, I love you to his family. They heard him say those words. And I mean, it's a miracle. So I, there's a couple others of you. Last night, we prayed with you. And Lee, I prayed with you for your friend in New York. And um, there was another one we prayed for, Moonbee's mom, who is suffering with the COVID-19. We're believing God for those miracles. It may take some time, but we're believing God for those miracles. So we can be real. We can be relevant, but we can be righteous. So let's be real for a minute, just for fun in the chat. Tell me, uh, I would love to know, especially in Rome, but what is your favorite clothing store or clo place to buy clothes that you can't wait till it reopens and you're going to go back to it? So type that in the chat. Guys, I know some of you have a favorite store. Clothing, shoes, Pastor Wayne and Julie. Pastor Wayne loves shoe shopping. I know there is a shoe store in Tristevere that's going to have my business as soon as I get a chance to walk those cobblestone streets again uh, and get over there. What is one of your favorite stores? I want you just to be real. Okay, so you're typing those in. Those are fun answers. Um, all right, let's talk about have you ever been shopping at your favorite store and you thought that this item that you were going to buy was on sale and you're like oh this is a great price i'm going to buy it and you get up to the cash register and they're like no that one's not on sale that was a different market that was a different uh, table this one is full price let's be relevant <laughs> that's disappointing it isn't what you thought it was going to be 
And you have to make a decision at that moment. Am I going to throw a fit? And I will confess, if I'm being real, I have thrown a fit years ago. My children were like, don't go all Jennifer on them. I'm like, this is not fair. It was right. It was on a table with a sign. They're like, that's the back side of the sign. This is on the front side of the table. Um, so I had to say, Jesus, forgive me for being less than righteous in my response. What have you done? You know, it's public. I get it. So you don't have to necessarily write it. I'm the one being real and relevant right now. But sometimes stuff happens and we have to remember that God is faithful. Amen. That he is with us. But what does it mean to be righteous? Righteous does not mean that I'm perfect. Righteous does not mean that I always have the right thing to say. Righteous means I am in right standing with the Lord, which means I have relationship with him, right? It said in Isaiah, because I trust in him, he keeps my mind in perfect peace. Psalm 55 says, he rescues me unharmed. Psalm 55, 18, he rescues me unharmed. Amen. Amen for those comments and those encouragements. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for joining with us. Um, I've got some surprises for some of you when we gather back together and we're going to have signs everywhere. Listen, we're going to have people washing their hands and hand sanitizing and no eating, no drinking. We're going to have all of our pretty masks on for a little bit when we come back together just to protect everybody. Um, gradually, we will begin to open back up in our cities and our states and our areas and our world but isn't that what it means when we're real and relevant and righteous with the Lord that sometimes we have to take a step back and gradually he begins to teach us something? Maybe you're a fast learner. Maybe you jumped on those skis and zipped down that slope and you knew how to ski. Maybe you jumped behind that boat. You put that slalom ski on, which means one ski, and you just popped up and took off. Normally, for most people, myself included, being real, it was a gradual learning process till I could get up on those skis. Do you know that I have actually ridden a bike during these last few weeks? And it was a gradual do I have, I have ridden a bicycle in 20 years, but I got back on a bicycle and I realized I could do it. And it was a gradual feeling of confidence. That's what this season in our world has given us. The ability to gradually let ourselves become real and relevant, but still full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, full of the peace of God. So nothing can take that away. Amen. Nothing can take that away. I want you to be real. I want you to be relevant and I want you to be righteous, which means I walk in right standing with Jesus Christ. How do you do that? When you are tempted to watch something that you shouldn't be watching in the privacy of your home, you turn that off immediately. You say, God, forgive me, purify my mind, my thoughts, let that go. Realize that God is with you everywhere you are. You can't run from God. There's no place that we can go that his arm can't reach us, the Bible says. No place that's too far. If his eye is on the sparrow, then I know it's watching over me. So I encourage you to be righteous in right standing with the Lord so that when you're home alone, that you are putting a song of praise, a dance, a, a joyful victory celebration 
Or if you need to be real and relevant with Jesus and say, today is a hard day. I'm weary today. I need your help today, Lord. So I want to encourage you to do that. You have the power of Jesus Christ when he lives in you to speak to those storms of weariness and anxiety, and he will do it. He will help us as we lean in to what he is saying to us. The waiting is hard. I get that. And I'm just going to look right here for just a minute. Last week, we talked about um, the waiting being hard and what is it in God's timetable. And today, Courtney talked about what she does in the waiting to walk in victory. So I want to remind you before I close off today, today's going to be a little bit shorter because I have a couple other things I have to go do for the ministry. But first, the first week we started this during the COVID-19, we said, what um, can we expect from God? And if you know it, I'll give you a minute to type it in. What can we expect from God? In fact, if one of my Italy girls can type it in, hmm, 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 it's four things. I'm going to look back through the chat. The first person from Rome to type it in, I've got a present for you when we come back together. Okay, don't let me forget. What can we expect from God? I'm going to give you a chance. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. So I am uh, looking at my timetable and seeing where I'm going to give you the answer. So it has to be, you have to give the answer before I do. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. What can we expect from God? Peace, power, strength, and purpose. There is a purpose for you today. It might be to rest. It might be to do an exam online. It might be to uh, help with technology like our tech team does. But there is a purpose for you in every day. It might be to actually go to the person you're sharing a house or a room with and say, I'm praying for you today. I'm telling you, you need to do that. Say to the person that you're living with in those quarters, I am praying for you today. That is very important that we pray for one another. What does God expect from us? We learned the second week. Do not fear. Be strong and courageous. Guard what he has deposited into us, he said in Timothy. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice from Philippians chapter four. And he also said that he expects us to take refuge in him. So if I'm gonna be real, if I'm gonna be relevant and I'm gonna be righteous, walking and right standing with God, I can take refuge in God when I feel weary. And he will, it's like pulling into the gas station and filling up with more power so I can keep going on my journey. That's what time in the presence of the Lord does. And so waiting is hard because it means we have to surrender. It means we don't know what the outcome is. Um, It's difficult because there's a conflict. Mary Carrie, I love you. I love your comments always. And Julia, always so faithful to be with us. Um, There's a conflict when we're waiting of the physical man wanting to know what physically is going to happen and the supernatural person walking in the spirit, the Bible says, when we walk in the spirit, we know the truth and the truth sets us free. So the lies of the enemy try to say, oh, it's not going to happen right. It's going to be a problem. This is so difficult. But the truth of the spirit says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So, but the waiting is hard. And so Nasha and Courtney, Nasha last week and Courtney this week have shared with us what they do to kind of help them in the waiting. 
It does require more stillness than many of us, if I'm gonna be real, are used to doing. I can't sit still very long, uh, or I just fall asleep or go to bed if I'm gonna sit still. But I, if I am awake, I need to be doing something. But sometimes stillness is action. Stillness is action. I'm intentional about going outside when I get a chance or sitting in a living room when no one's in there for sitting in my prayer chair with my precious grandmother's uh, shawl kind of over my shoulder and just being still intentionally and saying, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me today what you're saying. And so I want to remind you, Psalm 27, 13 through 14. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I know it feels like uh, people say it feels like a ghost town or everything's deserted and there's all this stillness. We are going to be in the land of the living. Life may look a little different after 9-11, which was a terrible, terrible thing in America. Everybody in the world had to change the way they boarded a plane, the way, who could go to the gate for the plane. You have to, you can't go unless you have a ticket. You had to take everything out at security, but we learned to adjust to those new measures for safety. And you know, Jesus is coming back. Amen. Jesus is coming back. I have been reading through Revelation in the last few days. And I am just trying to really get it in my heart and my spirit. The promises of revelation that there would be turmoil and tribulation, but those who know Christ will be caught up together with him in the clouds. And so we will ever be with the Lord. So there is a reason in this turmoil that we should be turning our hearts to Jesus to make us ready. If anything has happened in these last few weeks, it has shown many of us that just like that, in the twinkling of an eye, if you didn't already know it, someone you love and care about could be taken from you or you wouldn't be able to have that one last I love you. But God does miracles and he's doing that for many that we have been praying for. But why is it important? Because Jesus is coming back. It's true. The Bible is true. I can't say it enough. The Bible is true. It helps me today. It helped me yesterday. It will help me tomorrow. And most importantly, if I live by the word of God, the Bible will get me to eternity with Jesus. I can't just read the gospels and Romans and Philippians and say, whoa, isn't God good? I got to read revelations. It's all true. And so, yes, there is a promise from Jesus, but there is also a responsibility to give the word of God to those who don't have it. And that's what we're doing online. So Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14 says, I believe that I will look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It says this, wait for the Lord. You need to hear that. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. And it says it a second time in that verse in Psalm 27. Wait for the Lord. If I've gone on a bicycle ride or a walk with my little grandkids or even in the mall and they, I haven't been to a mall in 40, 50 days, whatever. Uh, but they run ahead and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I, I am the protector in that moment, right? And I'm saying wait because I, I don't want you to get out of my sight. If you're out of my sight, I won't be able to take care of you. Wait. That's what the Lord is saying in his word. Don't get so far ahead of him 
that you're beyond his sight for you. All of us prayed 2020, this would be the year that we would have God's vision. Remember January? So many of you said to me, said to us, 2020 is the year of having God's vision. Well, if you run ahead of God and you don't wait for the Lord, you are not in God's vision. You're in your vision. And his vision sometimes looks different than our vision. His vision looks different than my vision a lot sometimes. I've tried to line up my life so that I will be in alignment with his vision, so that I will walk in a righteous right standing with him. But wait for the Lord. And when he says go, when he says do, do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 40, 31, you know that one. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. They will run and not be weary. You've had to run in your technology learning and in all of this activity that you've had to do. But the Bible says you can run and not be weary. And it says you can walk and not faint. And so right now, I want you to wait on the Lord. One last verse, Micah 7, 7 says, But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Micah 7, 7. Wait for the, for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. I want us to say, will we hear God? If I'm real, I can tell God when I'm tired and weary. If I'm relevant, I can tell someone my testimony without getting them depressed. I can say, you know what? I know what it means to lose my mother instantly from a drunk driver. And it was devastating. I also know what it looks like to watch my father and my father-in-law suffer with disease for weeks and months and years I know that God was with us and helped us and sustained us. I know what it feels like. I can be relevant to say, I've had that bad news from the doctor. But I also know that my hope lies in Jesus Christ. He is the victor and greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So today, I want you to be encouraged. Take care of yourself. Be real. Be relevant with hope but be righteous. Walk in right standing with the Lord. I am not the Holy Spirit. I cannot tell you what you need to do more of for the Lord or what you need to do less of for yourself. But what I can tell you is that Jesus needs to be the center of it all. He paid a price that only he could pay. And I am asking him to be the center of everything real in my life. So that even when I'm busy and I'm hustling down the street, I remember when I hear that voice from across the street, P.O. at the laundromat is saying, hey, pastor, buongiorno. P.O., I don't know if you're online, but I'm praying for you. I saw today that maybe some laundromats and cleaners are going to be able to open up soon. So I'm praying for your business, whoever you are. I'm praying for your business during this time that the Lord will return what the enemy stole. And God will bless. If you will be real with God, don't try to wear a mask with Jesus. He knows you from the inside out. He made you, but he also gave you a choice whether you're going to serve him. You can be relevant and say, you know what, Lord? Sometimes things are hard, 
but you are the God of my salvation. You give me peace that passes understanding. You give me joy. You give me a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. I can be relevant with hope and I can walk in right standing with the Lord and I can yield and surrender. So would you do this with me? All my sisters and brothers where you're sitting, I can't see you right now, but will you lift your hands? Will you surrender and yield to the Lord one more time? God, it's not in my timetable. It's in yours. It's not in my ways. It's in yours. But I want to be your vessel. I want to be your ambassador. I want to be a voice of hope and encouragement. I want people to know that it's not me. It's you. It's not my words. It's your words. The Holy Bible from Genesis to Revelations. That in the beginning and in the end, you are the Alpha and the Omega the perfecter of all I need, that I don't need to be perfect because God is. So today, Lord, will you bless my friends? Will you encourage them? Let them know that we're going to gather around tables of friendship and fellowship soon. And we're going to put some things in motion to make sure that we're safe. But as Christ followers, can I encourage all of us? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart and the actions of my life when no one's watching Bring honor and glory to the Lord Most High. And if I have failed, that I will say, Father, forgive me. Jesus, forgive me so that I can walk in right standing with Jesus Christ. Right now, I believe you're watching. And you need to experience the forgiveness of the Lord. In fact, I believe that maybe there's someone watching who's walked with Jesus a very long time but maybe been living a double life. Maybe you've been doing something else in secret and the Holy Spirit is prompting me right now to speak to you to say, it's not over. I still have a redemptive work and power that is gonna be for your life. Don't give up, press in, lean in. Don't sit back and let everything fall on top of you. Lean in, surrender to the Lord. Yield those things so that you can walk in right standing with Jesus. You've said it probably a million times in your life if this is you. And you can message me if you want me to pray specifically, but I want you to know I believe the Holy Spirit stopped me to say to you, it's not over. I'm going to redeem your days. I'm going to give you new life and new joy and new purpose. If you will be real and honest, you will also have a relevant message of hope and redemption, and you will walk in right standing with Jesus Christ as you make Jesus the Lord of your life. So I love you. I'm praying for you. God loves us. God loves me. I just woke up this morning and said, I love you, Father. Thank you for this day. Help me. And I want you to say the same thing. God bless.